Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. You've got yourself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Uh, well, it's, it's it's all going bizarre because I, I lost track of where we were, it seems, and watched random ECW. So we'll cover lots today because I can't keep to the brief. <laughs> but we are going to cover a lot. We are looking at episodes 333 and 334 of ECW Hardcore TV and episode 3 and episode 4 of ECW on TNN. Um, it's hard to sort of get the order in which they're in. I think we decided that TNN's technically first and it goes Hardcore TV. Seems to be, yeah. According to so the network, the, 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 the Hardcore TV is a Saturday night show. Okay, so um, there's a whole lot of everything and a whole lot of nothing going on the same way as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go for as much as we can with it all. Um, obviously, we are well on our way to Anarchy Rules, which is our show next week. So be interesting, as always, to see how much this card unfolds heading into the pay-per-view and, and find out what's going on. I think at the moment, the only match we know is... Masato Tanaka versus Taz. Yep. So we'll see how that works out. Spoiler, we know we, how that works out. By the end of the, of our episode today, we have a few more uh, matches signed. There we go. Um, do we get them? Let's find out. <laughs> so we start off with ECW TNN episode 3, September the 10th, 1999. Um, show kicks off with Super Crazy taking on Rhino, um, not a bad showing. Different kind of match for Super Crazy because the first time he's sort of really taken on a, a heavier weight guy, I'd say, because he's very much used to seeing him against Tajiris and Guidos and that. So it's a good step up for him. Um, confused by this, I mean, I understand you know Crazy won this match. I'm not against it because I understand Crazy's positioning, but. I don't understand Rhino's positioning here. I think having him lose again um, is so bizarre. Like, basically, we've talked about the way the TV goes. Rhino's strong match shows him losing to Taz. Show the same Rhino strong match again, loses to Super Crazy. So this whole sort of, you know, he's sort of Carino's monster and all this, but he's sort of just continually losing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird. He's, he's he's almost kind of the heater for all of them in the sense that he's the guy that gets, you know, beaten up and, or, or not so much the heater, but the one that get the, 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 the faces can get the heat on. Um, you know, you've you got super crazy in a, in a feud with Tajiri. So obviously yeah. he, he can, he can get a win on, um, uh, Rhino to help kind of expand the feud because Rhino's the whipping boy of of the team, and it's just really odd that he's the monster, but he's also because he's the rookie, he seems to be the one that's doing the um, uh, the favors. That's it. When you could sort of feel like he's the one that should really, if he wanted to, rip through the whole team. Well, but, you know, um, spoilers, but he's the one that's a, a future champion, which is true. You know, but. Not far away from him kind of ending things with all of the gold. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, he does get to beat down crazy afterwards. Obviously, the guys will come out green on that, help him out. So they do get the heat back. 
which is fine. We then get uh, Mike Olsen versus Masasa Tanaka. Obviously, Joey Styles on commentary. This match is important because it is going to be Taz versus Masasa Tanaka at the pay-per-view. So we are very much expecting that. So it's very much just getting people up to date about him. Um, I can't remember. I'm not sure if... I mean, he kicked out of the 3D. I think he's the first person to do that. Um, he's undefeated for like forever. I'm not sure if he even lost. I'm not sure if the Dudley boys beat him in the end or... or not in... Way. I don't think he's been beaten in singles competition. Yeah, I think maybe in the... thing. But basically, he was, um, he was very, very strong. He just... Um, don't really know the reasoning why he sort of went off to... Back to FMW and that, but... Well, there seems to be a... Because they, they signed him and they, there was this big thing about him being an exclusive yeah. get for them. Um and there seems to, I don't know whether it was visa issues or what, but it just kind of didn't quite work out. And then that was the end of it for a little while. Um, so it's really good to see him back. It's really good to, you know, have him back in. Um, but, I mean, you know, him and awesome. Um, again, you know, going back and watching this all the way through, Mike Awesome is, is, has been so stop and start. You know, his, his engagement and his... his his, um, uh, you know, his involvement in ECW goes back ridiculously far, um, and is ridiculously stop and start. It's it's just quite yeah, I mean, interesting. Obviously, the infamous JT Smith. He's sort of the one that bends him over the barricade with the dive through the ropes. Yep. Um, obviously, the forgotten by everyone apart from us. He came in to be Francine's bodyguard to stop the Rick Rude stuff. Yep. Did a great job. Yeah, literally there one night, they're never seen again. And um, obviously comes back. Yeah, comes back for a couple of heat waves and stuff with Masato Tanaka, then disappears again. Um, these two, everything you expect, they never really have unentertaining matches, tables, chairs, dives, everything you kind of expect from them. Um, Tanaka does pick up the win with the sort of roaring elbow and that. And, um, yeah, it makes sense. He's going to want to face Taz. Why would you have him lose at this point? It would be a little bit silly. Um, Main event, ECW World Television Championship, Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn. Again, chemistry is always great with these two. Now, I, I kind of feel like... Getting to the end of... um, Basically, this match ends in a no contest. The Impact players come out, attack them both, saying that they're the only ones that um, make an impact, um, get the catchphrases in and all that. That's fine. But they announced that this match is going to happen again next week. And I'm still there thinking... So that means that TNN would have been around for four weeks and three out of the four weeks is going to have RVD versus Jerry Lynn on it. Uh, yes which isn't don't get me wrong they're not bad matches these two don't know how to have bad matches but but it is the same match it's not a great way to introduce this roster to an audience and spoilers for the match um, it's the same outcome I mean Um, so it's um Weird, isn't it? Yeah, very strange. I think very strange indeed. But um, 
it's good. Also, we're going to hear Raven speak for the the first time next week. So obviously, since his return, he's taken champion. All of that be really cool to hear. What's his he... motivation? <laughs> yeah, what is his motivation? So that's the end of that. We then dive over to episode 333 on the 11th or 12th of September, depending on what site you look at. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the show kicks off. I mean, straight away, you can tell the what's the A and the B show. The show kicks off with Danny Dorian, Roadkill, and Miss Congeniality making their way to the ring. Um, Danny Dorian grabs a mic and basically said he's bored and getting bored of getting screwed over by superheroes and Ricky Martin wannabes. Uh, that's a good line. Leads, it is a good line. It leads to a match. Um, Danny Dorian, Roadkill and Miss Congeniality versus Nova, Chetty and Jazz. Uh, my main takeaway with this is I didn't realise that Miss Congeniality, a.k.a. Lita, a future Hall of Famer, actually wrestled in ECW. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's another one for those kind of, um, you know, did you knows? Um, I mean, obviously we, we were, we knew that she was like the valet. Yes. Down the manager in that. And obviously the whole engagement thing, that's documented news, but actual match, I was, um, I was pleasantly surprised. surprised. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got to see, a bit of that, which is good. We then had Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka. I was kind of confused. I wasn't sure if this was the same match as the one I've just seen, or they're showing another. I think it's the same match. I think we're into a, a position now where um, they are, for the big matches, for the main events, they are duplicating on the shows, um, which is something we see next week as well. And part of that probably... Is is exactly what we've always talked about in the sense of um, ECW's timing and pacing going into um, pay per views has always been uh, really bizarre. Yeah. Um, and and it doesn't feel any more natural or any better on this one. Um, it still feels a very strange. Um, outcome. It still feels a very strange kind of setup. Yeah, no, I agreed. They sort of um, they plod into it because obviously it's always sort of known that ECW would announce what about you know three, four matches and the rest of the card would be somewhat of a surprise. But obviously, following it the way we're doing it now, because obviously we only ever saw drips and drabs in the UK, as we said before, I didn't realize how much of the card sort of wasn't sort of planned as such, you know? I, yeah. And watching it, you know, so, so yeah, we, we went kind of the other way in the sense of we saw the pay-per-views. Exactly. We didn't see the TV. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, what we saw, it was almost like, you know, and, and of course this is everything you expect it to happen. So you know, this well, is. Yeah. I mean, because like we said, you know, we've told it before over here, you know, the VHS DVDs of the pay per views were released years mm-hmm. later, but they were released. So we, you know, watched like Guilty as Charged, and the next show we saw would be like Living Dangerously. It kind of. We House Party 95. Like... Yeah. Yeah, they were back to House Party 95. So we never really understood, unless sort of the, the well done video packages, what anything was 
or how it's sort of related. But um, yeah, so as it's going to sort of be interesting, I guess. Uh, we then got footage after the Dudleys' farewell of them putting the ECW tag team belt around Tommy Dreamer's waist. So how do you feel about that? Um, I didn't like it. I, I just felt it was too um, fourth wall. I mean, Dudley boys have just basically said, we're going to take um, these titles, you know, back to like Vince McMahon. Um all these things about Tommy Dreamer, about breaking Bueller's neck, breaking his neck, wanting to do all this stuff. It, it was all sort of, it was all lead up, super heat. Raven came back, they won the belts. But then it's almost shown that after that, Raven left the ring, went to the back and left Tommy in the ring with the Dudley boys and they all shared a moment. Which, again, would be fine maybe for the live audience, but you don't have to, because, you know, ECW fans are the smart fans of the time. I mean, it's, you know, they obviously all do get along, but it's for a TV. I just don't know. I just don't really, you know, it's not really, I just don't feel it makes sense. No, I mean, I don't think you needed to redeem the Dudleys. Yeah, um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have done it when, when Raven left to WCW. You didn't show him and Dreamer having a beer out the back. No. And say, what a wild run. <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, now if the Dudley's boys, for whatever reason, did leave the Fed and come back, it's a bit like, well, you were boy, boy, um, not too long ago. And, and this is one of the things that, that seemed to haunt the Dudleys all the way through. I mean, it's, it wasn't long ago that, um, you know, what got the, the, the just incredible heat was, you know, they were in the ring when they were doing the 10 bell salute for dreamers, granddad, and they were super respectful. And, you know, he was, he was a good guy. And, you know, we know how much he loved him, Tommy. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to show respect for that. Um, so yeah, just, just weird all the way through that. That was kind of a, you know, they, they, they kind of did this whole kind of, you know, in-betweeny bit. And again, um, one of the things we kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable with was with them when they were doing the Public Enemy promo, when Public Enemy, yeah. you know, walked out. It's kind of like, we're here for you. We're the ones who turned up. We're the ones who, who, who showed up. We're the ones who have been wrestling for you. We're the ones that keep coming back. We're the ones who, you know, Public Enemy are the ones who, who haven't. It's kind of like you know, I, I I I get what you're saying, but you're you're cutting a a, a babyface promo on this, aren't you meant to be the baddies? Yeah, it should be. I can't blame them for not wanting to come to a dump like this. I mean, there was ways of uh, we we beat you. You can do the we beat them out of it. You know, they turned towel and ran, you know, chicken shit, whatever else, Didn't without without being, you know without respecting yeah. the fans and they're the ones that are turning up and blah, blah, blah. Um, no, exactly. Um, so so we, have, we have that and then we have a... I, I think, again, I think it's a weird promo from Tommy Dreamer. I mean, I honestly feel like this was done 
I don't think he had the belt in him. I feel like this was done before the whole Raven situation. So I feel like the whole Raven thing almost hasn't happened in like the world of hardcore TV. Uh, well, Raven I mean, it was tri- referenced last week, wasn't it? Kind of. You just kept seeing Raven posing with a belt, but nothing was really said or... Said about why, yeah. Yeah. You just had old clips of them. But, um, so he's yeah, so back basically... and this has happened. So basically Dreamer is in the ring saying about um, networks and that not really liking the arena and they were by generators to keep the arena going so they could do TV there and all this. And um, he said that the arena is the best crowd and they deserve to be on ECW, on TNN, so they can showcase the best arena. And I'm kind of thinking, I don't, obviously the network, the deal for hardcore TV isn't as good, but you're still on TV now. Someone is still watching you now. And all your promo is saying, wouldn't it be great if this whole thing was on another channel? And you just think, what? what is, I just got really confused about, again, a, a great end of like promo to the, the crowd when no one's watching, which actually put it as a segment. Yeah. You know, it just felt really sort of bizarre. Then you had obviously the old Carino sort of comes out and interrupts them and that sort of goes the same way it normally goes. And that was the end of sort of hardcore TV. I just thought it was really weird that you would end it with a segment on TV talking about how this would be really good if it was a segment on another TV channel. Sort of way to please people. They, they, yeah, but also kind of, you know, slagging off your, your big payday because they're not giving the fans the right thing because they're not putting TV where they should, you know, in this dilapidated building that they're barely being able to run, etc., etc. Yeah, it's it's a very strange promo i think it's a very kind of strange setup yeah it's just it's the weird way to do it and especially to end the show as well it's never like a beginning of the show promo where you sort of think oh that's strange but it's got the whole show to watch that's that's your that's the go home that's that's that for a week till we see you um so that takes us back to ECW on TNN, uh, episode four, September seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. Spike Dudley versus um, PN News. before that, we have a, a, a promo. We have an announcement, and again, um, in in a whole kind of uh, not quite knowing what their role is. Yeah. Um, uh, I think this. I, 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 I. Yeah. So this is the Cyrus the virus announcing um that that sabu's ban has been lifted um and again he's he kind of catches himself halfway through and uh you know kind of tries to make it a little more um uh, a little more um heelish in, in regards to what he's saying but you know basically it's kind of like you know Impact players ran their mouth, and that's all good. But now he's back, and you have to to pay. And here we go. Um, so uh, you know, just like Mike Tyson, he was banned nation in across America. Um, 
so yes, yeah, Sabu is back and he will be at Anarchy Rules um, against Just Incredible. Um, which just feels really weird that it kind of like built up, then kind of went very quiet and he's back and that's it. Well, yeah. Uh, in the whole sort of, you didn't know they're in ECW. You had a, a WCW legend, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So PM You'll News be, will go on to be, be part of the um, Baldies. But this is heel PM News to the point where he tries to do the yo baby, yo baby, yo chants and get the crowd going. Um, cuts a heel promo on, on Philadelphia. Um, uh, everyone's kind of, you know, booing him and, you know, the music hits and luckily out comes um, Spike to save the day. Gets beaten up a little bit by PN News. PN goes for his uh, big splash off the second rope and, and Spike moves. Kick to the balls, acid drop, and Spike Dudley wins. And you've got to think, you know, they had some big people in, like some, you know, big people as in frame and, and you know, you know, big wrestlers, uh, not necessarily big names. Um, you wonder how many of these you could have heated up as a championship contender if, rather than just feeding them to Spike. Well, Would it not mean more if if Taz is choking every single one of these out? I was going to say, if, you know, why is Taz not choking out Mabel? Why is Taz not choking out One Man Gang, Sid. One Man Gang, Ulf uh, Herman. Just, yeah. Yeah, massively. I mean, there's some, some big I, boys that you sort of... And Taz is not a big guy. He's he's brilliant, but he's not yeah. a big guy. So that that size differential, you know, maybe maybe they're worried about it showing the size differential. But you know, he's he's going to be beat, um, because it's a work brother. Um, bigger people, bigger names, bigger people. You know, physically larger people than him. And, you know, you could feed him to him quite quickly and, and just have him move on like they used to with uh, when they were trying to get over his shooter gimmick. Um, yeah. But I just don't know. I mean, what what more are you getting out of Spike Dudley by, you know, having him come out and do exactly the same finish to another big guy? Oh, 100%. It's like... I, I get it's almost sort of a... Um... Oh, dare I say, like a running joke at this point? So obviously, Spike's. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's all. But I mean, what, it's, it's... Know, Spike does, but it's so much. Like you said, it would be to see Taz's music kit and him come out and basically choke out. You know, I mean, because just purely the size, if nothing else, maybe that's why they didn't want to do it. I don't know. But Honestly, you could yeah, find it very bizarre. I mean, this is this just feels like diminishing returns. You, you had such kind of a, a sharp intake of breath when Spike did it with with Bam Bam, yeah. And then every single person after, you know, low blow and acid drop. You're not you're not shocked by it. It's it's not that whole kind of holy shit. Look, the little guy's done it because that's the spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. But um, yeah, interesting. Again, I, I, I felt like you know, PN News could have, had a sort of, you know, obviously we'll see how it goes, but it could have fitted in with a doink 
it's kind of born again resurgence, isn't it? Yeah, and just very interesting that you're protecting Uganda. Yep. And and feeding PM News. Yeah, massively. Um, what do you think of the breakdown of this whole TV title situation that we got going on? Um. Uh, yeah. So it's it's um. Messy, I think. So obviously, we were promised the rematch of Jerry Lynn versus RVD this week. Yep. And like you said, we do sort of get it within reason. But um. So let let me go through the rest of the card before we get to that. So we've got a yeah. Tajiri versus Super Crazy match, which is great. It's fine. It's it's another one of their matches. Super Crazy picks up the win to keep it fairly balanced between. Then we got what was the surprise of the show for me. Yeah. Because for the last few weeks, I've been talking about the Raven Anarchy Rules promo. Yeah. Him on the swing set, him talking about, you know, coming back. And, you know, we had a, um, uh, a friendship built on love. We had a, 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 a hatred built on friendship, you know, for, for two and a half years. You know, I you I beat you uh, until you I finally gave you the win, blah blah blah, um, and then he quotes Kaiser Soze, um, yeah, and and you know, uh, however this devil has always already been uh, crucified for your sins, and then kind of puts his arms against the 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 chain link fence to to replicate the image that you see during the promo of him handcuffed and crucified with the chair shot. Um, an amazing promo. One of my favourite parts of Anarchy Rules. So imagine my surprise when it turns out it was done the Friday night before for ECW on TNN. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, it's still an incredible promo. Still, still absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, I remember uh, hearing it the first time at a much younger age and assuming that Kaiser Soze was some sort of philosopher. Rather than the, the 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 antagonist of Usual Suspects, um, it took me a while later before I saw the film and realised they were the same person. Um, but yeah, really, really good promo, really amazing. But it just feels weird watching it now on Anarchy Rules, knowing it's a reheat from ECW on TNN. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, um, it, it's kind of annoying because obviously like, I, I feel like I want to discuss it, but like you said, it's such a sort of good part of the pay-per-view. You, I was kind of, you know, you're looking forward to talking about it then, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we will. And yeah. we will. Um, I, we've got a lot to talk about, about Anarchy Rules, I think. Um so the bit that we've not talked about for, for this show is that throughout they've teased that there's an ambulance at the arena and an ECW wrestler in the locker room has been uh, hospitalized, has been, has yeah. been beaten up and hospitalized and, you know, no information on who and no information on what, and no information on how, but a wrestler has been taken out. Um, and it's at this point we find out that it's, it's Jerry Lynn that's been taken out um, and Lance Storm is taking his shot. So after all of the build-up and all of the rest of it, um, 
You know, we get a little bit of a bait and switch, and it's Lance Storm versus RVD. Um, really decent match between the two, but it kind of descends into chaos, as, as you'd imagine. Um, uh, not only do we get the rest of the Impact players uh, come out, you know, Credible plus the Entourage, uh, but we get the returning Johnny Smith run out to do a beatdown. Um, Johnny Smith. Jerry Lynn hits the ring, clears it all out. He's got, uh, you know, taped up ribs and, you know, he's been hospitalized and he's still fought his way back and all the rest of it. Um, they beat them all up. And RVD cuts a promo that says, you know, I don't know about you, but they came here for a, a, a fight between us. Uh, I've not had enough of a, a fight yet. What just say you and I have a fight? And Jerry Lynn, continuing to be the dumbest babyface in the business, says, uh, you know, based upon the fact that he once beat RVD, was awarded the title and decided he wanted to go further, uh, which is why he's now, you know, uh, continues to chase. Uh, yeah. He says something along the lines of, um, I've had my ass beaten. Um, uh, I can barely stand. Um, I'm only half alive, but I can't live without that title. So let's do it. Um, and you're kind of sitting there going, but you've not been able to beat him when you're hundred percent. So why would you take this shot knowing that you've just had absolute, it, it, it's really dumb baby face logic of like, you know, Oh golly gosh. And I'm just going to go there and give it my best shot. And who, who cares that I've already had, you know, seven bells rung out of me. I'm just going to go in there and, you know, with, with, you know, the, the love of my girl and old apple pie, I can go and overcome whatever. Um, and it's a really good match, but Jerry Lynn loses. Um, and at the end of it, there is the uh, there's the handshake spot. There's the respect spot that we've been expecting yeah. ever since RVD did it with Sabu. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's that's how it goes off air with with those two in the ring celebrating the fact that Jerry Lynn continues to lose. Yeah, which is um, again slightly. Um... Slightly strange, but I guess it's sort of what we're sort of um, expecting at this point. I mean, they said that they are ending slightly bizarrely, but we have still got one more show before we get to the pay-per-view. So everything's riding on hardcore TV from around the 19th, like the 18th (laughs) of September. This is, is, so this is meant to be the 18th because Anarchy Rules is on the 19th. Oh really? So if you were a, if you were a, an ECW fan, according to the, the WWE Network dates, you would have had ECW on TNN on the Saturday, Friday night. You'd have had Hardcore TV on the Saturday night, and Anarchy Rules on the Sunday night. Which is crazy in itself, really. Yeah. Like, it, just the idea of that is. Um... And they they've got themselves in a slight pickle here, where. Hardcore TV, which isn't their flagship at the moment because they're putting all their, their clout in the, the network television one, of course, is their yeah. go-home show. So the one that's going to have a less audience because it's on smaller markets is the one that leads into the pay-per-view and not the one that's in you know, 18 million homes in Canada and all the rest of it that we were told about. Yeah. 
Um, so that's 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 problematic and probably explains why so very much of this show was video packages and reheats of um, the, the TNN show. So yeah, again, I mean, it opens with Sabu um, being cleared. Yeah. Um, we've then got an Impact Players promo, a decent promo. So um, we get explained, we get three matches booked for Anarchy Rules. That's what we want. This promo. So we've got um, Lance Storm tells us that the uh, Heart Dungeon trained um, Johnny Smith will be taking the championship off of RVD. Yeah. Because he's been back for four minutes. So obviously he deserves a title shot at a pay per view. Of course. Um, Lance Storm is going to finish putting. Jerry Lynn in the hospital. Just incredible. He's going to get his hands on Sabu. Um, yeah. And Justin cuts a good promo about, you know, how, um, you know, he knows how, how crazy Sabu is and how dangerous it is and all the rest of it. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's excited to see kind of, you know, the, the deplorable levels he goes to, to get his hand raised. Um, uh, and then we have a, a a um, video package of the Impact players, which is yeah. lovely and goes on forever. We then have a video package of the entire Raven Tommy Dreamer feud, um, including the the Dudleys cutting the promo on Beulah about visiting her in the hospital when she was paralysed. Um, so you know those good guys who put the belts on. Tommy Dreamer. Um, this is it, though. This is where, it, you know, obviously it's self-explanatory, but obviously we all know it's a work. There's this, surely there's levels to blur in the lines of all this. Yeah, just let them go out with the heat. You know, the, the, the smart fans will, will applaud, you know, that everyone knows, you know, in the same way that they did with Shane and everyone else, the please don't go chance. They know let them go out. And again, as you said, you know, if you want to do something after the cameras roll where they all raise a beer or all the rest of it, if they want their, um, you know, their, their curtain call MSG style moment, then, then by all means. But to have it on TV when the next thing you're going to do is use them as still the catalyst that they were so evil and they destroyed this poor woman, which then led Tommy Dreamer to run in and get beaten up by both of them, only to be saved by his nemesis. Then you can't you can't have it both ways. They can't see the error of their ways during that match. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just bonkers, isn't it? But yeah, so we have we have the entire rundown of their feud from '95 and the the, the playground, the um, classroom promo. Um, from Raven all the yeah. way up to, to modern day. Um, we see snippets again of the Anarchy Rules promo, which isn't actually the Anarchy Rules promo, but still. Um, and we are told 
that Tommy Drew and Raven will defend their championship against a team of Steve Carino's choosing. Mm. Which is exciting. It's very exciting. Um, we are also told that um, uh, Tajiri, Super Crazy, and Little Guido will be having a three-way dance. So yeah. you know we're getting we're getting cards. We're getting we're getting matches. That's what we need. And then we have the RVD versus Jerry Lynn match again. Yeah, the one you just saw on um, TNN, wasn't it? Yes. Um, um, is that how they finish off the show? It is. So, um, yeah. Do we have the final card for Anarchy Rules there? So, let me tell you the card that we will be watching. Yeah. Um... And we can talk a little bit about some of the variations that you may notice. Um, so um, the card, the dark match of the card is yeah. Doring and Roadkill versus uh, Billy Wiles and C.W. Anderson. C.W. gets so close. New Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess uh, Sign Guy is no longer Sign Guy, is he? So it's... Yeah, so that'd be interesting. That'd be Louis Dangerously coming in. Yeah. Spoiler. Who um, apparently was CM Punk's handler for AEW. Oh, really? Yeah, he was He was one of the only guys who knew where he was and part of his entourage. Hmm. Random, wasn't it? Not a name I was expecting to crop up. In Well, in 2021, to be honest. Um. Uh, we then have uh, Jerry Lynn and Lance Storm. Yeah. Um, kind of opening the mat, opening the show, which is which is a bit weird. Um, we then have uh, Tom Marquez and Jazz. Uh, then Chris Chetty and Nova against Simon Diamond and Tommy DeVito. Uh, yeah. We then have the uh, triple threats that we were promised. So uh, Crazy, Guido, and Tajiri. We get the the reinstated Sabu versus Just Incredible. Yeah. And this is where it all starts going a little bit weird. So seventh match out of nine, including the dark match, is Taz with the championship. Defending against Masato Tanaka. Yeah. And Mike Awesome. Yeah. Uh, match eight is Dreamer and Raven. Not defending against Steve Carino's chosen tag team, who apparently were going to be the Insane Clown Posse. Um, oh. But they got pulled by their manager like just before the show. Uh, so instead oh. of that, they defend the championship against Rhino and Steve Carino. Okay. And then in the main event, we have our ending his television championship against Balls Mahoney. 
Yes, this is I uh, know you hear me, Daddy Promo. It is. Oh, that's that's fun in itself. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that in its own little sweet way. Uh, we've 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 referenced it for a long I know you hear me, Daddy. time. No, you hear me. Since back in the bad breed days, since they were, you know, Terry Funk's good men, few good men, um, we have referenced that promo. Oh, and nervous. They don't live up to the hype, right? I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, this time next week, we will be discussing. I know you hear me, Daddy. I know you hear me. The infamous I know you hear me, Daddy promo. God, it's kind of excitement you need. Um, one last thing, I guess, Jay. What is your match pick of the week? Uh, really, two matches, didn't we? Really weird. Well, so we had the um, uh, the Masato Tanaka Michael Mike Awesome match that was on two shows from week one, yeah. and we had Jerry Lynn versus RVD, which was on two shows from week two. Um, really weird setups and matches really kind of strange holding pattern of time as they they, they kind of work through um you know they, they struggled to kind of fill the gaps between that last couple of shows those last couple of weeks when they had one show leading into a pay-per-view now they have two this feels even more stretched um yeah and more stalling um but you know, uh, Jerry Lynn versus RVD is just an incredible match. Um, wherever they put it on, um, it's it's again because of the pace we watch these at, because how it's quickly from, um, we've seen this we've we've gone through. Week two, Jerry week Lynn two, versus RVD. Yeah, okay. the one that has to have a winner, yeah. <laughs> and then starts off with a switch. I like it. Um, but it is a really, really good match. You know, they 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 know their sequences really well. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go for that one again. Um, but I'm now going to make an effort to see if I can never pick that as my match of the week again. Oh, very hard. I know, and the, I, I, you know, we will have to see how long I can keep that going before. Basically, we end up with a week where it's the only match on TV, and I have to pick it. But um, you know, it, there, there are certain matches that I just feel lazy in picking because they are yeah. so very good, but they continue to be so very good. That's the problem, isn't it? You sort of, you're almost sort of like going out your way not to pick it, but the truth is, it is yeah the best match of the week, so you sometimes need to accept it. Um, yeah, great pick. I mean, you can't go wrong with those two. Um, yeah, obviously, everyone, it's been a slightly weirder show this week because obviously we tried to get through a lot and um, it's not all made great sense or massive talking points. But next week is pay-per-view week and we are absolutely buzzing for Anarchy Rules 1999. You do not want to miss that show. We're going to have the Raven promo. Like I said, we're going to have the Tag Team title match. We're going to have um, Awesome and Tanaka. We're going to have the No You Hear Me Daddy promo. There is plenty of things to um, look forward to in the world of extreme so we'll be back next week for that make sure you check us out at underscore sports arena on twitter instagram we appreciate all the tags 
messages, um, using hashtag ECW. We will find you. We'll probably retweet you, get involved in the conversation because we love it all. So um, read of the revolution, stay extreme, and we'll see you next week. And uh, as you usually shout out at this point, um, you know, Anarchy Rules 1999, let us know your memories. Let us know your match of the, the, the card. Let us know, you know, what you remember about the show. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it because um, one of my favorite things when we get to pay-per-views is, is you know, looking at the, the memories of, you know, the community and the fan base, at, at, you know, remembering some of these amazing matches. So cannot wait. Um, yeah, massively. I'm sure that'll be all over our social medias. Absolutely. And and they, they, they always make incredible reads. Uh, but until then, um, we're going to disappear in an ambulance. So just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>